Welcome to the Feminine Principle Podcast, supporting women to let go of the ghosts from their past by exploring the hidden side of their female psyche with shamanic shadow work for women with your host, Nicola Lucy. And welcome to another episode of the Feminine Principle Podcast. And so today we are exploring the taking of flight as a trauma response. And so let me ask you, Have you ever noticed how much you take flight in your personal and professional life to avoid feeling something or someone that makes you feel very uncomfortable? Well, you are not alone because taking flight is something that we all do at some stage in our lives. And actually, taking flight, just like the freeze and the fight response, are survival mechanisms alerting us to danger. So in theory, we do need to have this response within us. It's built into our nervous system. However, taking flight is a response to unprocessed wounding, trauma and conditioning that we've experienced in our lives. And it can actually become quite a paradox because we actually really don't want to feel the trauma. We don't want to feel the emotions that are associated with the original trauma. And so we take flight. We actually disconnect from the body and go into a pattern of behavior or a belief system so that we simply do not have to feel or remember what the original trauma was. And we take flight because something has actually threatened our our sense of safety, security and stability. Because the original trauma did, did create a place within our psyche where we did not feel safe. We did not feel secure and we most certainly did not feel stable. However, all of this is always happening on the inside. It's happening deep in the unconscious because for the most part, we're not actually aware that we're actually taking flight in the moment. And that's why it becomes a default pattern. It actually runs in our subconscious as a normal pattern of behavior. However, it's a response to trauma. And therefore, it's actually disconnecting us from our authentic self and our own innate, natural way of behaving and believing. So it's very easy to become aware of the flight response because when we feel like we need to take flight, when we feel that something is threatening our sense of safety, security and stability, we'll start to feel very agitated we'll start to feel very restless and we can feel it. It's visceral on the body and we can almost sense that, oh, I just want to move. I just want to change direction. I just want to do something. I just don't want to be here in this moment. And so that agitation and that restlessness then forms into anxiety. And then suddenly we're in full, ble- we're in full blossom of the anxiety And we just need to take flight. We just need to get out of there. We just need to get out and do something different so we do not have to feel the emotion nor be reminded of the trauma of where it came from, which oftentimes we really don't know because it's so buried in our unconscious. And there are many ways in which we actually take flight just to simply avoid feeling what we are feeling in that moment. We turn to food and drugs and alcohol maybe smoking, um, we'll maybe turn our heads and read, our, read a book or watch TV. You know, we'll find ourselves scrolling on social media or picking up the phone to chat with friends or messaging friends on WhatsApp. 
We might even find ourselves cleaning the house, doing our jobs, or just flitting around from one thing to another, not being able to settle. And then there's the ultimate, which is going out and shopping and buying things that we actually don't really need because we are just trying to fill this hole that we feel inside of us. We're trying to make it go away. And these are all ways in which we take flight from feeling. And then, of course, there are the bigger ways in which we take flight, the ways in which they have more impact on our lives and those around us. Leaving personal or professional relationships when we start to feel a sense of unsafety, instability or insecurity. How many times have we been with an intimate other and just as we've been faced with moving into a deeper commitment, it's been too much for us, it's been too scary and therefore we've taken flight. We've left the relationship before it's even had time to flourish into the next evolutionary stage of the relationship. And then, of course, there is the moving and the traveling from place to place, from home to home. Again, once we feel settled or we feel that we're settling in a place, it's almost as if the wind blows and then suddenly we have to get going again. We can't stay. We need to move. We need to keep moving because the more that we stay, the more that we will have to feel. Then there is the flitting from one project to another, one job to another, without actually seeing any of them through to the end. Because there's something in the finality of the end that may trigger again that feeling of not being safe, secure or stable. All in all, when we take flight, we're actually checking out of the body. We're We're checking out and moving into a state of fear. We're actually procrastinating, judging and shaming and blaming ourselves over and over again. And in the meantime, we get nothing done. We don't move forward in our lives because we're actually afraid of what's beyond the taking flight. What will happen if we just stay? Because staying means that we're going to have to experience something that is unknown to us. And so as a result, we make false promises to the self that we will never do this again until the next time. You see, over and over again, we have been conditioned from a very early age not to feel. We don't know how to feel and therefore we don't really know how to be in our bodies to feel what is going on beneath the surface. Yes, we all get triggered, but those are surface level triggers. We can name those surface level triggers. They are the anger, the fear, the depression, the tension, the sadness, the grief, the jealousy. Those are all emotions that from a very young age we've been conditioned not to feel. But these emotions are part of us. They're a part of being human. And therefore, the more that we've been conditioned to suppress them, to not feel them, the more we're going to take flight out of our bodies and do anything that we can to simply avoid them. In the last episode, I shared my own story of finding stability in the instability and my journey of traveling from place to place for the past seven years, searching for home. This was my form of flight response. Although it didn't begin seven years ago, it actually began very early in my childhood. There were three reasons why I took this form of flight, and it all goes back to the wound of abandonment, which is my core wounding. The first aspect was when I was two years old, and my birth mother gave me up for adoption. And I was actually saved from a life in care by my maternal grandparents. 
although because of their age, they were only granted legal custody of me as they were deemed too old to legally adopt me. And while I grew up in the loving care of my grandparents, there was always the threat that I could be taken away. The second aspect came when I was eight years old, a crucial developmental age for all children, when my great-grandmother died, somebody who I was particularly fond of. What happened was that I developed a huge fear that because of the age of my grandparents, who were at that point my mum and dad, were older than all regular parents, like the parents of my friends, that they too would die and that would leave me all alone. The third aspect came when I was 11 and my grandparents actually got divorced. My father, who left the family home, suddenly felt like I was being abandoned all over again. These three events created limitations in my own psyche, leading to these deep feelings of instability and insecurity. As I grew up, these unconscious patterns then fed into the flight response within me, and I would abandon myself and others before they could abandon me. I would keep moving around and never settling anywhere. I would start projects and take flight before I could actually complete them, always moving on to the next thing before I could commit or develop a more deeper relationship. And then when it came to motherhood and pregnancy, the fear of giving birth and becoming a mother was so intense that I would abandon my own child that I took flight from the commitment and chose the path of termination instead. These decisions then ultimately impacted my relationship with my own physical, emotional and sexual health. And so I have taken flight all of my adult life and it has ultimately impacted the relationship that I have with myself and others. What I learned is that it takes time to integrate the fight-flight response because it's become so entwined in so many different aspects of our lives that we have to peel back the layers one by one. We don't just simply take flight in one particular way relating to one particular trauma. There's actually layers upon layers upon layers of the way in which we take flight because it's become so intrinsic in our nature, although it's not our innate nature. And because of the trauma we've actually felt in the beginning that what actually triggered the flight response, we've, we've conditioned ourselves to believe it's actually not safe to be in the body. It's not safe to feel or be present with the emotions associated with that trauma. And not being able to be present in the body is one of the great challenges for women. Because again, we've been so conditioned to be in the head. We've been so conditioned to disassociate, to not feel, to not be, to not be connected on the inside. That to nurture that sense of safety in the body takes time because it's actually unknown to us. And again, this is where the paradox comes in because we don't feel safe in the body, but we are seeking safety. We're seeking it on the outside, but we do not feel it on the inside. So we keep seeking it on the outside, hoping that something or someone will give us that sense of safety on the inside. And obviously it never does. 
And so feeling safe in the body, feeling safe to feel the emotions, feeling safe to then go back to the wounding and the trauma and the conditioning that we've been exposed to does take time because it's the unknown. And so then we have to learn how to trust this unknown space within us because ultimately that is where more of our potential is buried. And to do this, you know, to feel safe in the body, to start breaking down the trigger response, to start breaking down the flight response, we need to pay attention. You know, fundamentally, that's what shadow work is all about, is being aware of the self. We need to pay attention to the trigger and not react to it. So in that moment when we are feeling maybe agitated or restless and we can feel that anxiety starting to rise, is to simply give ourselves permission to be present with it, to be present and just sit for a moment and just hold the heart, hold the nervous system, reminding the self it's okay, it's okay. We're not in the trauma in this moment. The body is just remembering the trauma. It's somatically ingrained within us, so we just need to retrain that somatic response. And so paying attention to the trigger and not reacting to it by taking flight, we're able to be present with it, breathing into it and calming the nervous system so that we can stay in the body just a little bit longer without taking flight. And that takes practice. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of love and compassion and support from the self. But the more that we do it, the more that we de-armor that flight response the more that we actually come back into balance in the body and slowly but surely we start to open to a sense of safety that we've never experienced before. Safety that comes from the inside and not from the outside. And as we build this trust and in safety in the body and with our emotions, little by little, step by step, things start to change. We start to open more and more space within ourselves to experience more of our potential that was hidden beneath the flight response, beneath the trauma. And so slowly but surely, little by little, we start to work with and understand the flight response from a heart-centered place. That we don't always need to take flight. That we can actually just stay present and just be present with the emotion and that it's okay. And by learning how to work with and understand the flight response, we can then respond to it from this heart-centered place and not from the trauma. Because there will be times in our lives when we do need to take flight. Our intuition will tell us deeply that we need to take flight, that this relationship is no longer safe for us, that this job no longer supports our highest or our greatest good, that this career path is no longer Um, embracing our gifts or our talents and so there are times when we are going to need to take flight but we need that flight to come from the heart and not from the trauma and so ladies just to finish let me ask you these questions so that you can ponder them in your own life where do you constantly take flight in your personal or professional life who or what do you take flight from What emotions are you avoiding to feel right now? And what scares you the most about feeling the emotion that gets triggered? Until next time, ladies. Thank you.
Are you ready to break free from the ghosts of your past, to live with more freedom and a clear sense of purpose and inner confidence? If so, book a chat with me to explore the potent magic of one-to-one shadow walking sessions at thefeminineprinciple.com.